Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each week we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and mentors who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals and made their successes. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hi, welcome to the Inspiring Salon Professionals podcast, episode seven. This week, we're going to be looking at um, another section of the career pathways and something that is a lot of people's ultimate goal when they join this industry, and that's wanting to be a salon owner. For many graduates in the hair and beauty and nail industry, the ultimate goal is one day to own their own salon. It is an aspiration to work towards, dream about, and it pushes so many of us to gain more skills and develop ourselves until we can actually take the plunge. It takes a lot of uh, determination, a lot of guts, a lot of money, in some cases, to um, create the perfect salon of your dreams. So what does salon ownership mean in the real world of 2021? Why do people do it? What are the rewards? What are the downsides? And are you really that mad if you want to do it? Some people, it's a dream that they've thought they wanted forever for other people it's just like the worst thing they could possibly think of for me before being a now tech and a therapist I worked as an executive PA and an admin manager in a variety of roles and I also ran my husband's business with him from 1996 and still doing so as well still do all of his accounts and books and so on Um, it gave me a massively wide experience and a huge huge background in a variety of different areas from yeah just being a secretary through to being um, an events organizer from being an accountant for my husband well, not really a formal accountant but doing all of his bookkeeping all of his VAT and all that kind of stuff so it gave me just an idea of business I've worked in pensions I've worked in the health service So I have a huge um, understanding of bureaucracy and red tape because that is is very, very much there in the NHS. Um, And it was something I'd always wanted to do. I always, always wanted to be in this industry. And when I was 15, 16, um, another um, area that I'm going to go back to another time, but I really, really wanted to do this. And, And I don't know if at the beginning I really, really ever thought about being a salon owner. But back in 2002, I finally had the opportunity to retrain when my kids were small. And I retrained as a now technician initially, followed up by a lot of other things. And I became um, a therapist for holistics. And then as gradually things moved on, I started adding extra treatments and um, became a holistic therapist as well over the years. Um, I have worked predominantly in nail and beauty salons with a bit of mobile and home salon thrown in before I took the leap into salon ownership. And uh, and those that know me will know that I have recently sold my salon and um, and now stepping into another new direction within the industry. Whether it's nails, hair or beauty, the route to salon ownership is probably going to be similar for most people. It's going to be a lot of experience gained along the route to that final goal and also just developing the knowledge and the skills that are going to be required of you. It isn't something to be taken on um, on a whim. It's something that you really, really need to think about and consider for a very long time. After I'd had my first foray into working within someone else's salon, I came to the conclusion at the end of it that I never wanted to own a salon in my life. 
<laughs> she, she, I hadn't, I'd watched her not have the best experience. And, um, and it really put me off for a really long time. And, uh, and it wasn't until probably about four years later that my journey ended up in the direction of becoming a salon owner. It isn't for everybody. And although those that do venture down the pathway, it can lead to solid income, a great business, an opportunity to work less and earn more if you get it right. And ultimately, it can give you a huge amount of job satisfaction. But if things don't go to plan, then it can become a chain around your neck that will drag you to the brink and your dream can end up as something you didn't bargain for. And so you really, really do need to be careful what you wish for. Make sure you give yourself the best chance of success. So have you got what it takes? I'm going to just give you a few questions. And if you answer yes to these, then maybe at some point in the future, or maybe even now, you're ready to start taking that leap into um, into the journey of salon ownership. Do you have unending drive, a determination to be the best? Do you have a desire to be the person in charge of your own destiny? Do you currently watch your salon boss and think, I can do that? And maybe even, I think I can do that better than you. Do you want to build something that you can be proud of? Have you got capital behind you? And if not, can you access the finance? And do you want to fulfill that dream? If you answer no to a lot of those, then maybe don't delve much further into this episode. Um, but or maybe do, you know, just have a listen and just see. I mean, I'm, I'm going to cover a few things around what it can mean, how it works. Um, yeah, what kind of things you need to think about before you step into that journey. And, and just because if you if you can't answer yes to those questions doesn't mean to say that in a year's time, you won't have changed and that you won't have grown that extra experience that it takes to kind of get that confidence behind you to take the leap. And it is a massive leap of faith. I've, I know when I was opening my salon, I was terrified. It was all going to fail. I thought just the planning wouldn't go through and that my landlord was going to be doing terrible things to me and making my life an absolute nightmare. As it turns out, he has been an angel for the 10 years that I was there and um, so, so helpful and always on hand to help me promote my business, guide my business and grow my business, which is what you want from a good landlord. Managing a salon and owning it is making sure that you understand that you are fully responsible for every eventuality. You've got to have that passion to succeed and a level of commitment that will need you and your loved one's support, particularly in the early stages. I can't tell you how much my family had to put up with, um, especially in that first few months while we were going through the refurbishment and the development of the business. It was huge and, um, and you really do need to be prepared for that. Managing a salon and owning it, so being the person that is fully responsible for every eventuality can be quite different. And a lot of people that have been managers of salons, you know, they have got a lot of um, experience and they can be very ready to take on that role. But sometimes, you know, it, it just that it, those experienced team members with training and experience, they can handle the day-to-day management of the salon. But when something goes wrong, you know, they don't necessarily always use their initiative and they always have the opportunity to refer problems back to the owner. It's a massive safety net when things get sticky or even if they just don't know the answer to something, you can always bounce that back to the owner. Once it's your business, there is nowhere to go. It is always down to you. So even managing things like um, daily salon tasks, like diary management, stock management can prove a challenge for some people. And team members that are like this are probably not cut out for ownership. 
there is something you know there needs to be initiative there needs to be direction there needs to be confidence and experience that pushes those people into being able to make those decisions single-handedly and being able to be delegated to without the owner having concern and those are the ones that are probably going to be the people that go on to take that leap and if you can't do those things on a daily basis you need to build those skills in take training courses if it's if salon ownership is something you want to do you've really got to grow and develop yourself as a professional as a salon owner you have to wear so many hats and with each of those hats comes a different level of confidence in your abilities You've got to be a competent juggler and plate spinner to own a business of any kind. But when you throw in staff, stock, clients, the challenges that HSMRC can throw you, problematic landlords, insurance requirements, a broken pipe, technology and a day of cancellations, most people will be collapsing in the corner. Behind closed doors, this literally can be a day in the life of a salon owner. Quite extreme, but I think I've probably come close to nearly hitting all of that list on certain days. However, most owners do become really great at masking the behind the scenes stuff to ensure that there's a great client journey and a great staff journey too. And bearing that brunt on your shoulders alone can be quite a a responsibility. For some reason, there are a breed of people that do thrive on it though. And these people are called salon owners. Over the years, the amount of my non-industry friends who comment on how much commitment to the business I have is endless. And this, I'm sure, is relevant to any business owner. But I'm sure that in this industry, we do throw a little bit more into the pot when we get so connected to our clients, so connected to our businesses and so connected to the skills that we acquire and the products that we use. There's just so much that we get so enraptured with in our industry. Learning how to be a salon owner can be tough and it can be quite a lonely place sometimes, especially, you know, if you're trying to keep the professional relationship with your staff, you don't want to burden your family. And so sometimes even just learning how to make those steps and those leaps into this kind of area, um, you know, there's some amazing forums online that you can um, get help and advice from. There's questions on there that, you know, sometimes they may seem a little bit naive um, for those of us that have been doing it for a long time. But you do have to remember everybody starts somewhere and, you know, and don't ever be afraid to ask questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. It may have been asked a hundred times before, but, you know, you you may not have seen that go by. So always ask the questions, you know, there's loads and loads and loads of us out there that are more than happy to share our information, our knowledge. And we just remember it's not all doom and gloom, you know, I'm probably painting a terrible picture of being a salon owner, but it is a really, really rewarding um, place to be and and once you're in that club you know we are all cheerleaders of each other and we should all be helpful and non-judgmental of um, each other's journeys because everyone's journey is different some of the things you need to think about as well are the, the different like this what i was saying about the different hats that you're going to wear and um and you really really need to start thinking about what some of those hats are the biggest problems that we see across many of the forums are things like disciplinary staff issues, um, sickness, there's maternity, there's a huge amount of HR issues that come into being a salon owner um, if you're going to have employees working within your salon. And also, you know, the accountancy side of things and the money management, financial management, they are some of the biggest things that we see regularly across the forums asking for help, advice, how do I do this, how do I do that? So if you are considering now or in your future joining the ranks of the salon owners of the industry, make sure that you start looking into 
you know, upskilling yourself, you know, having practical skills is great. But if you want to be a salon owner, you need to also look at making skill leaps in areas such as management, accountancy, marketing. These are really, really important factors within your business. And the happiest owners are the ones generally that aren't on the tools for 60 hours plus a week and running the business for another 20 hours at home over the weekend. You need to learn to divide your time and recognise where your skills are best used. You need to know your numbers, you need to know your market, your area, your direction. You need to understand about staffing and cash flow. All of these are vital, vital elements to owning a salon. Extra places to check for information are places like your local chamber of commerce. They're a great resource. There are lots and lots of local authorities that have specialist business services and business growth services, and they hold regular webinars, seminars, events, all sorts of things around developing business skill. So they're always a really, really good place to start. A lot of it is free or is very discounted. You might only pay £10 to go to a different uh, event and um, and they're really really well worth thinking about it also you know look for successful salon owners that have turned their skills to becoming business coaches specializing in salon startups in salon growth retail client retention um, pricing your um, treatments correctly there's so many different areas and these should not be seen as an expense that is going to put you out of pocket you know these are in long term going to put money into your pocket and so some some of these things um, may seem expensive but once you start the journey it really really is vital that you invest in your education in making your business grow researching things like um, booking systems you know these can help with your cash flow projections they can help with your client management they can help with your figures with your reporting all sorts of different things so always make sure that you get a really good system to work with I used um, Avatu when I had my salon and there's loads out there there's Forest there's Timely there's so many different ones that you can look at but make sure that they give you the best value for money for the purposes that you need them for So I was talking about the hats that you're going to wear earlier and um, I'm going to give you a little list that I have written out of some of the things that, and this isn't a a complete list, there's always other things in here that um, I'm sure I've probably missed and uh, and even as I'm saying this I'm just thinking of another one. But you know you need to be most likely an industry professional or an understanding of what it takes to be an industry professional. You're going to need to have HR management skills, you're going to need to be a bookkeeper, an accountant, You're going to need to understand legal um, terminology and potentially have a solicitor that you um, retain or that you have their details available to you at all times. Um, And that can also be, this is one of the things I was just thinking of as well, is that someone to help you with your lease. Um, If you are taking on a commercial premises, lease management is a really, really important factor. And we will be having um, at some point in the not too distant future, Denise Ferguson, who is a lease specialist. And she works solely within the salon industry. You also need to have an understanding of health and safety and how that relates to a business premises, to your staff and to the public. You need to understand sales and marketing and how you're going to make sure that your business is out there and being seen. You need to look at recruitment. You need to understand how to um, manage your brand. And that isn't as simple as it seems sometimes. You know, you need to have logos and consistency across every platform. You also need to be a social media planner. You need to be a receptionist, a stock controller, a purchaser of products. You need to be an event planner. You need to be a content writer, a website developer, 
a painter and decorator, the local handyman, laundry assistant and cleaner. And also thrown in there, you're probably going to become a counsellor as well, whether that's for your staff or for your clients um, or even for other salon owners, you know, that need to um, let off steam sometimes after a, a tough day in the salon. But there's so many different roles there that you will need to either outsource or maybe that you just need to find a team member within your new team that you're going to have that you can delegate some of that to. Not all of these um, hats that you need to don are going to be on a daily basis. Sometimes it might be an annual thing. Other times it might be a one-off and you never need to do that ever again. But you do need to bear in mind that they, a lot of them are outsourceable and you can get third-party companies to come and help you do things. Over the years, I've had people help me with my website development, with social media management. I've used the legal helpline multiple times that is attached to my insurance. And that's one key point I would really, really recommend if you're taking out um, a salon insurance. If you get the opportunity to add on legal cover, take it. It's a really minimal cost and will give you access to um, a lot of information HR-wise, health and safety-wise. They can, they can give you legal information that covers your rights as um, a business owner, your client's rights if there's a problem with anything that they can advise you what the client can do um, as a reaction to anything that's happened within the salon. Um, and that kind of assistance is really, really helpful. And, can, and even just having that extra insurance can save you a fortune in um, legal fees that you would need to spend, I don't know, say 120, 200 pounds having a consultation with a solicitor. You know, you can pay 30, 40 pounds for an annual contract with your insurance and that all comes within it. And then if you do need to have representation, that would also fall within that remit too. We could be here all day talking about what it takes to be a salon owner, but hopefully it's given you a little bit of an insight into some of the hats that you need to wear, some of the things that you need to consider upskilling in before you take that leap. Before I close the podcast, just finally, a couple of words. If you do choose to go down the road of salon ownership, make sure that you study hard, work hard and play hard because that's just part of um, being a salon owner. Above all though, try and enjoy it. It is really hard work, there's no denying Making your business stand out in a very busy market is is tough and you need to strive to succeed. So do things like entering recognised award schemes for business and industry. These help you review your business and make yourself proud. If you can get through to the finals, if you can um, even be a winner. I've been so lucky and I've won um, several awards over the years. And the ones that mean the most are the ones that you put the most work into, believe me. The ones where everybody suddenly is a finalist. You know, there's, there to me, there isn't a lot of reward in that. Apart from the marketing opportunity, we'll have another whole episode on that. You just have to have the self-belief and um, and no one can make promises. No one can guarantee it's going to work. No one can guarantee clients are going to come through your door. But if you don't ever take that leap, you won't ever know. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with other industry professionals you think may enjoy the show too. For links and further information, you'll find those in the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. You can also hear more from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on the Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.